chant in New York was, we don't need him. We don't need him. Well, guess what? You might need someone like that as a empty net goal by Camp will send the Islanders to the golf course. I mean, not a bad place to be, all things considered. I love spending time on the golf course. But you know what I love just a little bit more than that? Two things, Gord Stellick. Leafs wins and the Leafs in the playoffs, of course. Both of those things happening. Well, the Leafs haven't got to the playoffs yet, but they've already locked up their spot, and they pick up an important two points tonight. You know, Gord, I think the thing we keep coming to with, with this game or with all of these games down the stretch, with the Leafs home and cooled, and, yeah, you want home ice, and, yeah, you want to be, you know, building momentum heading into the playoffs, but a game against the Islanders. It's, you know, all things considered, what can you take out of it? And I think – Especially in that third period, man, you get the five on three and you have all those crazy scrums around the front of the net and then the Islanders are pushing back the other way. You need Campbell making big saves. Playoff games are going to feel like that late. You know, the Islanders, not a playoff team this year, but that third period definitely felt like a playoff-like test. Yeah, it really did. really did. It's funny. We don't think about John Tavares playing his old team anymore. I know that's, right. I know that's still more prevalent there than here, but still that used to be a storyline. And, uh, uh, and we like Joe Bowen calls as well. And it isn't the happiest guy was not David Camp to get the empty net goal. It was Ilya Mikheyev because <laughs> yes. he missed a pass empty. He could have a very selfish play. He had Mitch Marner wide open, right? And so what if what if the Islanders? Could, I love the way Mikheyev's played too, by the way. But anyway, the Islanders could have come back and tied it instead. Leaf win, Leaf win, building, rocking again. You know, home Yo, ice advantage great. is what you play for all season. Looks like they're going to have it in the playoffs, and uh, it's. Um, it's funny that word culture, mm-hmm. and it's an overused word. And you can't just you, you can't just go in and be in a bull in a china shop and demand it. it. It has to happen organically. And ever since that turnaround game in Chicago, mm-hmm. that word culture, that culture, and it really came from within. I really think it's the the players deserve the credit about grasping that, and uh, and and Sheldon Keefe as well. And and you got a sense of it tonight. It's yeah. a good game. Oh, you absolutely did. And this is, uh, you know, I mean, maybe there's been others, but three straight games now that you're just leaving. And, yeah, it helps that the Leafs win all three of them. But you're sitting here going, just an awesome night, a fun night. And, you know, okay, one of them was on the road in Ottawa. But just an awesome night again at Scotiabank Arena, seeing big goals. The building is rocking. And, you know, Gord, we, we felt it early on. This was a crowd that wanted to get excited. And, you know, even when the game wasn't giving you much of that in the first period, they were there were go Leafs, go chance. They were popping for anything that would, that would happen. And then in the third period, the game kind of gave it that momentum and, and the crowd picked it right back up. And, you know, that's the type of crowd we always want to see here. And, you know, they don't always get the credit – Again, it's it's a fan base that sometimes gets dumped on for, oh, it's sleepy in here, it's quiet. Not tonight and not this year. It really does. We always talk about, oh, this group of players feels different. Uh, it's the same group of fans, but it feels different in here, Gord. It's not the, you know, until it happens, I guess there's going to be some segment of people waiting for the bad thing to happen. But late in this game, it didn't feel like a building going, oh, man, one's going to squeak through. It went, Jack Campbell's playing great, and the Leafs are going to get the empty netter. And, and that's exactly what happened. And I have to pick up on, on what you said about McKayev there because it is so true. He had Marner wide open. Now, the one thing I will say is, Ilya Mikheyev, and I love everything you've got out of him this year. He might be the most tunnel vision leaf there yeah. is. The second he gets a step, nose to the net, there is there might as well not be anybody else. Well, you better else go with there. that tonight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I'm gonna, he's going to yeah. go with that. Oh, I didn't see you, Mitchie. Didn't see you. Uh, but, man, uh, what what a game from him. And, and Marner, again, you know, he's got the most points in the NHL going back to, uh, let's be honest, kind of an arbitrary date in January, but he's been incredible for all of 2022. And him looking the way he did, 
did. You know, you never say he's a creation of Austin Matthews or anything like that, but when you're used to playing with a guy like that, you look a little different without him, and I didn't think Marner did it all tonight. He was just his normal, spectacular self. Well, he was, but I want to I want to go back to about the fans at the end because yep. this was Jack Campbell playing like the Jack Campbell October, November, December, um, or whenever it started. Like, like that, this is the best game since he was injured, and that was a good part to see. That was the most, you know, um, relieving part if you're if you're a Toronto Maple Leaf fan was this sense about getting. Uh, good enough goaltending to win, but also this was excellent goaltending. This was excellent enough goaltending to make a difference in a game, to steal a game, just to, and and that's why the crowd was jacked, uh, jacked and making the soupy chance. It's funny the three stars they were now, jacked for Jack. Yeah, they, they. But also the the three stars now. It's anyway, whatever they do it. To, they do it to uh, uh, placate the home crowd. There's no way all three stars should be Toronto Maple Leafs. They are every time they win. And I guess what the heck, because the visiting team doesn't care to skate on the ice anyway. And you're they, just and let's, they be, give let's a stick be honest. Away. You're just trying to take Michael Bunting's third star away from. Yeah, me, he's Gordon. the guy that should have <laughs> lost it. But it, no, it's just indicative. Like the Leafs had an incredible dominating period in the third period. It all started with a two man advantage, which is not a not a bad way to dominate a game. So started with a two man advantage, and then at the end of the game, boy, the New York Islanders they were just killing Russian. it. They were just killing it. They, 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 you know, and give them credit. And that's why, that's why Jack Campbell had to make all the saves because they were just Noah, Noah Dobson. That's been one of these uh, emerging yeah. players this year. What he did on D, holding it in, very, very impressive. Yeah, they, they it's you, look this Islanders team. We talked about it. They've been to the Final Four, you know, a handful of the last last years here. This is a group that has quite honestly outperformed their talent. You talk about culture, they they might be the poster boys for it in the NHL, and I know it hasn't worked this year because of all, all the stuff we, we highlighted in the pregame show, but that's exactly it, and you know, I, I don't know if it's possible, but it felt like both goalies sh- sh- stole games. It felt like for a time we were going to be sitting here going, oh, man, Sorokin just killed it on that five-on-three, and that was the end of that. And the Islanders got the momentum, but Campbell completely answered. And, man, Sorokin, he was uh, he was incredible. We, we often talk about the other Russian goalie in New York, Shosturkin, but uh, Sorokin, he was, he was unbelievable tonight. There were just so many chances in that five-on-three point-blank saves right right on the doorstep, and good looks from the from Lander from distance as well. It's just that was that a, a lot of times when you have a five on three power play and you don't score, it comes back to bite you. But a lot of times it's because you feel like you lost momentum and you weren't able to get anything going. We've seen it with this team in the past where they stand around and they're a little passive and they pass, 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 look for the perfect shot. And there was a little bit of that, but they were pouncing and they were working their way, making everything in tighter. That was exact. That, that's how you draw up a five on three. And I, I know it seems a little weird to say because they didn't score on it at all, but that's that's exactly how you drew it up no absolutely absolutely and, and uh, so you didn't leave uh, or you didn't watch it angry they didn't score on a two-man advantage they they did everything they could uh, Sorokin when you're watching games and <laughs> I like watching a lot of uh, well watching a lot of games with the NHL package you can get a lot it's our jobs and uh, well fun part of our jobs I know and poor you, us we have to watch yeah. all this hockey well and you forget when you go to breaks you don't get to see you forget about Sorokin <laughs> he doesn't go to the bench he um, he meditates or something. I don't know what he does, but he just and he's he's in the way of the ice completely. Yes. But he but he he basically goes down into a meditating, stretching position, 
And it's funny, and the rest gather at the bench, and maybe he thinks timeouts or TV timeouts are overrated. I remember Patrick Waugh used to step over the lines all the time. It's yeah. kind of strange that he would go to the bench and do that. They have different superstitions. But he, uh, the way he's stretching, he must be the most limber goaltender going be. Sorokin because he <laughs> devotes a lot of time to it. Yeah, he's basically basically in the splits for the entirety of the commercial break, and I don't want to be in the splits for the entirety of one second. So I'll good, good on him there. And it's just funny you mention it. You know, you've, you've actually done a good job of highlighting this for me when Seattle was here. Grubauer is joining his teammates, uh, doing the flyby on the bench when they score, and then, of course, Campbell. This will shock no one during TV timeouts. He is right there in the bench, yucking it up with the boys, because, as we know, Jack Campbell loves loves the fellas and loves uh, lo- loves to get in there. They love the way he he played tonight. Uh, Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick here with you on Le- uh, Leafs Nation postgame. Sportsnet 590, the fan of the Maple Leafs radio network. Leafs pick up a 4-2 win at home tonight over the Islanders. They do it without Austin Matthews in the lineup. He was banged up in the win in Ottawa on Saturday. The good news is it is considered day-to-day. For now. For now, according to Sheldon Keith. For now, from Sheldon Keith. Yeah, we will will see if uh, we dig a little deeper to what exactly that means when we hear from Leafs head coach Sheldon Keith. We'll do that a little later on. But uh, before that, we will step aside and take a quick little break here. Leafs Nation postgame, Brent Gunning and Gord Stellick live from Scotiabank Arena. The Leafs picking up a 4-2 win at home tonight against the Islanders. Keep on listening on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Maple Leafs Radio Network. Rick Gunning, Gord Stellick here at Scotiabank Arena, perched above the ice as the Leafs double up the Islanders. 4-2 is the final. David Camp nailing things home with the empty netter. Not Ilya Mikheyev, man. I still can't get over that, Gord. Uh, I don't know many guys you look off, uh, although I said Mikheyev. I don't think it was an omission. It was just he didn't see him, and at least that's the story I would be sticking to if I was Ilya Mikheyev there. I, I want to pick up on something you mentioned in the, the second intermission, Gord. Is just you go up and down the lineup here. Is there a single guy who's disappointed, especially in the forward core? You know, the the, the blue liners have, you know, there's been guys uh, not in the doghouse, but kind of circling it at times this year. It feels like up front, you know, I know Nylander's had his game or two where he's the whipping boy, but you look at it, career high in goals, uh, you're not going to sneeze at that. It's just up and down the lineup. I don't know that there's a guy that's underwhelmed from, you know, when you're looking at the forwards. Uh, yeah, you look at the numbers, like Pierre Engvall jumped out at you, Alex, Alexander Kerfoot uh, hit the 50-point mark for the first time in his career, and on and on and on and on. Uh, maybe Jason Spencer to a small degree. I mean, probably he gets hurt by the fact that he overachieved yeah, exactly. the last couple of years, that, that really this is more the type of role that you don't expect a lot of points from kind of filling in, and we know he's heading for a milestone, so you'd love to see that, but... But everyone else, you kind of look and you go, wow, that's a lot of points. Yeah. That's a lot of points. <laughs> like Michael Bunting, you, you never knew. you know. Never. Like, and, but So we know that's, that's been a lot of points since he started fitting in. Marner, Matthews, you expected. You know, Tavares is kind of a funny one because it's quieter, but he's going to get 80 points, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, and on and on and on, on it goes. Now, again, to keep going back to the playoffs all the time because we right. go back hey, to the playoffs all the time, it's, a, it, it's an empty feeling to have that great offensive season, all those points and not have a good playoff uh, again. So anyway, we cross that bridge when we come to it. But you keep looking, points, 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 and uh, that's great. I To me, I read into it depth, 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 and that's the upside that, you know, again, to go back to the playoffs, the last two, it's not just the big lines that wasn't doing it. Nobody else was. So hopefully it can get a little bit more balanced that way. Well, and something I'll something I'll say about about bunting is that it'd be very it's very easy to sit there and look. This is a guy who had played you know twenty some odd NHL games before this year. He's riding.
starting shotgun with two guys having the best seasons in the NHL this year, potentially in Marner and Matthews, and you say, oh, yeah, okay, well, of course he's putting up points. But he looks great tonight playing not with those guys. And, yeah, I know his assist, or one of them anyways, comes on a, comes on a Mitch Marner goal there. But I think that's maybe the most encouraging thing. And I know it's one night. You don't want to turn it into a whole sample size here. But I think the fact that, uh, you know, I think the fact that, that Michael Bunting was able to do that without playing with Mitch Marner uh, definitely benefits him and benefits the team. Let's hear from Mitch Marner. A new franchise record for wins and points this regular season. What's that mean to you? Yeah, it's a step in the right direction. Like, um, obviously, uh, you know, we want to just try and do the best we can every year, and um, to do a new record is uh, a great accomplishment. Uh, I was just saying that, uh, you know, we just want to make sure we try and get as many points as we can going into the playoffs here and get ourselves in the best position we can. How is that second place mix in the home ice? Yeah, I mean, we're trying to get first, obviously. We, we got points. We got a lot of games here left to be played, so we got to make sure we just come ready to every game, and um, you know, we want every points we can get, um, like every team. So we're just trying to climb up that leaderboard as much as we can and be ready for whatever comes. This good playoff prep playing uh, even teams out of the playoffs are giving you a good uh, fight every second night, it seems, uh, back-to-back this week and then every second night next week. Yeah, um, got to be ready for any team. They're, they're ready to play us every single night, so we got to make sure we're doing the same. What do you make of uh, skating with Ely? I'm not sure how much you skated with him on the line before. Yeah, we had a little bit of time a couple years ago. Um, you know, thought uh, we had some plays that were good, um, some plays that were, you know, chemistry's a little off, but that's just kind of what happens when you don't play with a guy for that long. Um, so we did make some good plays. We had some good chances. Um, and we had some good looks. Were you surprised that Austin wasn't in the lineup tonight, or could he sense he was playing through something uh, last night? Um, yeah, I mean, talk to him all the time. He's on the bench beside me mostly all the time. So, um, you know, I knew something, but didn't know what. But uh, obviously he's a big part of our team, and just want to make sure he's ready to go for whatever comes. What's it say about the group that you guys have won five of the six games he's missed this season? Uh, yeah, I was just saying to Sean that, uh, you know, we've had a lot of guys miss a lot of games this year, including myself and guys have stepped up, played a bigger role and we've won a lot of big games. So something that we always talk about is just stepping up and taking on a more of a kind of, I guess, spotlight and, um, guys have thrived in it. What's going through your mind when uh, Barzell is grabbing you from the bench there? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I was just saying that, uh, me and him have played a lot against each other, played with each other a couple of times. He's, he's a good friend of mine and. Uh, he's a competitor out there. It's fun to watch, fun to play against him, and um, it's a pretty funny moment. William Belander is, uh, you know, he's he's achieved for uh, high points, matches goals. What sort of growth have you seen from him this season? Um, just competitiveness on pucks, being hungry, uh, being hungry on that net. Um, you know, when he brings it, he's uh, one of the best players in the NHL. So it's a treat to watch. It's been a lot of fun throughout our years here, just trying to get better, trying to work each other. And I uh, thought, uh, you know, he's done a great job this year in whatever role he's put in. Mitch Marner kind of underselling the uh, the the year he had with John Tavares. Yeah, we played together. We had, we made some plays. Uh, yeah, he scored forty seven goals his first year as a Leaf uh, when he was riding shotgun uh, with you. Obviously, uh, you know, look, uh, Marner doesn't dislike playing with Tavares, but he would like the best line in hockey to be back playing together. And you need Austin Matthews in the fold to be doing that. Leafs all time without Austin Matthews, and this is courtesy our stats guru Steve Fellin and the SN Stats crew. 28, 14, and 2. They are uh, scoring basically a goal per game more, and the power play is clipping along at 30%. Look, I, uh, I'm i not telling you the Leafs are better without Austin Matthews. I would never, ever do that, but I think it says something about this team that they can answer the call and kind of step up when, when he's not able to go like tonight.
Um, that's been out there for a while because each time he gets hurt. Mm-hmm. So it, it's one of those stats that doesn't make sense. It's, no, it doesn't. It goes back to, <laughs> I keep going back to about Matt Sundin when he got hurt in the playoffs when the Leafs made it to the Final that's Four. Right. And, and they said, Against Carolina, don't bring him oh. back. Well, no, you got to. So, <laughs> so I, I, I'll, I'll go with you, Brent. That uh, others rising to the challenge is what's been what's been positive about. Because what you're supposed to trade Austin Matthews now, based upon that. So good on good on the team. Good on the team rising when Austin Matthews is out of the lineup like they did tonight. Yeah, he uh, he was out of the lineup tonight, and uh, who knows? Uh, hopefully, back uh, very very soon. Uh, the first star of the game, according to uh, Scotiabank Arena game ops here was William Nylander. Let's hear from him. William Mouse was just saying that uh, if that's what you meant to do, but in the Pulak stick there in the neutral zone to get him the puck perfectly like that for the goal that Engvall scored and that's a heck of a play. Is that how you saw it? Like, I, I saw him coming, but, like, that it would end up, like, perfectly like that is obviously not, like, on purpose. But, like, that was intention to get the puck to go through because I couldn't do anything if I got the puck. So, um, but, yeah, that it worked out that perfectly was obviously not on purpose. Uh, new franchise records for wins and points. What's it mean to you? Yeah, that's huge. I mean, we put in a lot of work uh, this season over the summer, and um, it's nice to see some results. But, I mean, in the end, that's not uh, the big result that we want. What do you think it does for the team to be on a heater like this going into the playoffs? I mean, there's still games to be had here, but it feels like you guys are hitting your stride at the right time. Yeah, I mean, we got uh, some games against uh, two big teams or a couple of big teams coming up here, um, which I think will be a huge, uh, huge test for us going into the playoffs um, and could give us a lot of confidence uh, going in uh, to postseason. Mitch has matched his career high in points despite missing a few games there. What have you, what stands out to you the most about the season he's been put together, especially since he came back January 15th from COVID? Yeah, I mean, he's been incredible. He's been uh, unstoppable. I mean, both uh, PK, five-on-five, five, uh, power play, like, incredible player, and it's just fun to see. And, I mean, obviously the connection him and uh, Austin have, uh, they score some beautiful goals. So um, they've been doing an unbelievable job this year. What for you, Willie, to get within one goal in all your career? I didn't know that. I, I thought I had more goals. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's good to know. I mean, that's something that, I mean, it's something that you would like to, uh, to beat, but I mean, in the end, uh, you're just getting ready for playoffs. So, um, it's my job scoring goals. So hopefully I can score some more. I don't know. I thought I had 34 for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, what did you see on the play? Uh, yeah, I mean, I just saw John get the get the puck, and I knew it was coming to me, and I just felt like it was a play where I could go five all, get the goalie moving across a little bit laterally, and I mean, that I've scored some goals like that, so I just felt like that was the right play uh, at that time. How important to win a game without Austin and win the last two without Jake? Yeah, obviously, uh, it's good for our team to uh, to build off of that, and I mean, we know how much more. Uh, the lad when they come back so um i think it's great for for the guys that were playing tonight and previous nights and i mean know that we have a, a deep lineup to beat a big body team like the islanders this time of year kind of hockey you might see in the playoffs too. yeah of course i mean playoffs is going to be physical i mean i think it'll be more physical than what it was tonight but um i think it's good to get some practice like that but it's going to be uh way more physical than tonight i think 
speaking of big bodies, this could be the last time you face the Dane O'Chara. Never know with him, but what will you remember about going up against him? Yeah, I mean, just how big he is and uh, how steady he is out there uh, defensively and, I mean, shutting guys down. Um, and obviously his size is uh, he's huge. So, But, yeah, I mean, he's been an unbelievable player and, I mean, Hall of Fame career, obviously. Uh, um, yeah, I don't think you'll see many of him come around. You had some new line mates tonight. Is there any sort of adjustment period that comes with that? No, I mean, I think I I I, uh, I played with Kerf before, and obviously me and Pierre have been buzzing along here for the past couple of games. So, um, I mean, Jell has been putting me out there with different lines, and I think we've been able to connect on on all uh, all lines I've played with. So, um, I think it's been pretty good. Wayne, can you talk about that, Pierre? Um, you may not get as many goals as the top line, but he's certainly become a very big uh, part of the team, building block team, solid player. Yeah, I mean, I was actually talking to him, uh, I think it was before last game, where were we last night? Ottawa. Ottawa, yeah, we were in dinner at Ottawa, and I said, like, it's just so nice to see the way you've grown as a player coming in from last season, and, I mean, the way you've excelled as a player this year, and um, obviously being a Swede, you want to take care of the Swedes, uh, Swedes around you, and, I mean, I've just been uh, proud to see the way he's grown, and, I mean, He's showing different aspects every night and getting better every night. So, I mean, he's great on the PK, forecheck, and winning pucks back, and obviously scores goals. So, um, yeah, he's been huge for us. The ever chill William Nylander. You know, sometimes people get on him because it seems like he doesn't care or he's too laid back, man. You listen to that post game. Where were we last night? I don't know. We went in. We thought took two more points. Goals. We came home. I thought it. I only what? Thir- the reason he thought he had scored 34 is because 34 is the goal scoring number here. Of course, Austin Matthews, uh, man, absolutely love that post game from, from Nylander. And again, you know, sometimes that ho-hum attitude, it, it, you hate to see it if it's not going the way uh, you want. But when it's going like this for him right now, uh, man, that was, a, that was a very, very fun uh, post game from William Nylander. Loved hearing from him. Going to hear from some more of the Leafs. Going to hear from Gord Stelic as well. But we've got plenty more to do here on Leaf Station post game on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Keep on listening here. It is Molson Canadian Leafs Hockey on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Brent Gunning, Gord Selleck here, perched above the ice at Scotiabank Arena. Leafs picking up two points after a 4-2 win at home against the Islanders tonight. A big, big part of those two points were the goaltender, Jack Campbell. Let's hear from Soupy. Jack, yeah, the new franchise record for wins and, and points. What's it mean to you to be a part of that? Yeah, it's special. we got a great group in here. Um, you know, Coach has done a great job uh, leading, the, leading the way, and I think all the boys are um, – really growing together and special year and we just want to keep getting better and obviously uh most fun time of the year is coming up alex was just telling us he sucked you out after he the flicky play and the puck goes in what's that mean to you to hear a guy you know come up to you during the game and say you know that's on me oh he's such a world-class teammate and, and a player he's he's been playing amazing and i mean he was in a perfect spot defensively i thought i messed it up with my paddle so i'll take blame for that one um but no he's such a Great two-way player, makes so many outstanding plays, um, both sides of the rink, so lucky to have him. How do you feel tonight in that? Felt really good. Just, uh, you know, uh, those guys, they do a great job at, uh, you know, getting layers of traffic and just finding, um, you know, trying to find the shooting lanes. And our D and forwards did a great job of, um, you know, helping me out, boxing guys out. And it was just a great team effort tonight. 
you're a guy who's been hard on yourself in the past. I'm curious your perspective on a guy like William Nylander, who it just seems like nothing can get to him. Yeah, I mean, you can, for me personally, I learned a lot from Will, and um, you know, he's got a great demeanor and just kind of rolls and uh, goes out, you know, so passionate about the game. And obviously, he's, he's been a superstar for us, so we just want him to keep going. How would you describe the impact he makes for this team? He's now matched his career high goals, already has seven new career high goals. How would you describe his importance to the group? Oh man, I just think the sky's the limit for Willie. He's so talented. He, you know, just such a great teammate, and um, you know, he's playing as good as I've seen him play. And it's uh, just so dangerous when like, for the other team when he's out there. And just love having him as a teammate. And uh, obviously, he scores a ton for us, so it's it's a nice treat. This is the back there. You see him playing full in front of you. How do you find the team plays differently without Austin? Well, I mean, it's hard to replace an Austin. Um, I don't know if you can. I mean, no discredit to anybody else, but uh, he's he does so many world-class things. And, um, you know, he just means so much to our dressing room on the ice and off the ice. And um, But, man, what a great opportunity it was for, for everybody to step up without him tonight. And I thought everybody uh, battled super hard and got a big win. What do you think it says about the group that you've been able to win five or six games that Austin has missed? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I think we more remember when he's in the lineup and how amazing he is. But uh, we'll we'll take it, and hopefully he's healthy. There is Leafs goaltender Jack Campbell. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's as good a juxtaposition personality-wise as you could possibly have. Uh, what can you take from William Nylander? I don't know. We're complete opposites, basically, is what Campbell said there. Uh, I mean, it's it's great to hear, and, you know, you can have laughs like this as a team after uh, after you pick up a big win. And, Gord, <laughs> we, right. we always like to talk about what's going on. That was my on. fake laugh. Sorry, I got a better your, laugh. Okay. I got a real laugh. Well, yeah. I'll tell you a funny joke at one point in time this year, and maybe we'll all get to hear it. You know, we know we know Jim Ralph's always uh, and Joe Bowen are always cracking you up, so maybe one day I'll be able to make you uh, make you laugh as well. Uh, we want we wanted to touch on this uh, linesman uh, Scott Cherry thousandth game in his NHL career. We're sitting here, we're wondering. There's about I don't know. I'm terrible at guessing numbers. Felt like there's like a hundred people on the ice post game here, and uh, he's getting his basically his uh, family picture. So uh, good on him. It's not often that I'm saying something nice about an official. So thousand games in the NHL, I could do that. Good job for Scott Cherry. This was really well done. Like I uh, last night was Brad Myers' last game and uh, Calgary San Jose game, and it was kind of neat. The players all shook his hand at the end, and, but he's he's retiring. Mm-hmm. And when you ref your last game or be a, a linesman, you get to pick where and who your three partners are. Now this case, it's acknowledged of a milestone. I, I was kind of surprised because I thought Scott Cherry, he's a guy that goes in the playoffs mm-hmm. and goes deep in the playoffs, and I think he still will. So this is kind of neat. He's a local guy, and they did it. I, I don't think I've really seen it that way. The team's being involved in John Tavares yeah. and Anders Lee, uh, you know, presenting him with autographed jerseys. So, yes, post game they got the ultimate uh, ultimate class reunion or family reunion type picture, didn't they, on center ice? That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, they did. Now, I will say I saw a, a family of four dressed up all as officials, and it probably should have clicked for me that that's why they were here. And, of course, uh, they, they were on the ice taking that picture. So uh, kudos to Scott Cherry on 1,000 games. And, uh, well, I'm not going to say 1,000 more, but at least a few more good ones, uh, including into the playoffs. And kudos to the Leafs. They pick up a 4-2 win at home tonight. Gord Stellick and Brent Gunning here on Leafs Nation postgame. We will continue to wrap it up. Keep on listening on Sportsnet 590 The Fan.
Leafs Nation postgame here. Brent Gunningord, Stellick alongside me, breaking down a 4-2 win at home for the Leafs. David Camp sealing things with the empty netter. Alex Kerfoot making a tremendous, tremendous play on Pierre Engvall, scoring the, I believe, second goal of the evening. Let's hear from Alex Kerfoot. It's pretty cool. I mean, this organization has been around for a long time, so just speaks to what we've done this year and the hard work we've put into it. Um, obviously, we've got much bigger aspirations ahead of ourselves, but um, this, is a, this is a good step for us, and it's a, it's, a, it's a nice accomplishment to be a part of. What's it about this group, Alex? It's a lot to get the 50 wins on here six points, do you think? I mean, I think that we've just, we haven't, there's been very little complacency in our group. I think that um, we've gone, I don't know, we got off to a tough start beginning of the year. Lots of things were being said outside of the room, inside of the room, and um, where we've come from or coming from there to where we're at right now speaks a lot. It's, it's a long season. It's a grind to win a lot of games in this league. There's lots of good teams. So um, it's a, it's a really, cool thing to be a part of like i said but we've we've got bigger and better things ahead of ourselves to win a big to win a game against a big body team like the islanders how important is that this time of year it's kind of hard to see in the playoffs yeah we're we're comfortable playing against anyone i mean we've played against every team in the league so far this year we've um doesn't no one's scaring us out there or anything like that so uh it's fun getting into those games feeling the physicality getting ready for playoffs like that but um yeah we're 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 confident in ourselves and we're confident that we can go up against anybody. You mentioned the noise that, you know, can circle around here mm-hmm. around the team. Did that galvanize the group, do you feel like, especially at the start of the year? Yeah, I think it can do one of two things to a group. It can either tear tear things apart or it can bring you together. And um I think that our play on the ice is, has really spoken for how how we've responded to it. And like I said, it it really means nothing if we don't accomplish anything in the playoffs, but it, it is a, it is a grind through this regular season to win games. And we've been doing that on a pretty consistent basis. Involved a couple, one weird goal. And then uh, yeah. the other way you scored on this. What was, uh, what was happening on both of Yeah, it was just a, I mean, bad play on my part, bit of an unfortunate balance. I was trying to just puck popped out in front of the net and I was trying to just clear it quickly. Bailey had a had a good stick. I think he got. I don't know if he got my stick or he got a piece of the puck, but ricocheted the other way. And obviously, that's a, a, a bad play by me. Soup can can do nothing about that and goes in the back of the net. But you you can't do much about it once it's done. You just move on. And um, then that that breakout was a good play by Halsey skating that Willie obviously takes away that demon. Was able to get in his way, so the puck squirts free, and then Pierre is driving back door and. So just a two-on-one that we executed on. You guys have to move people around to get that worked out tonight? Yeah, I mean, we've there's going to be injuries. Every team deals with them throughout the year, and we've played with a bunch of different guys uh, out throughout the course of the year, and um, we've really moved forward. You're not going to be able to replace Austin. He's, if not the best player in the league, one of them. Um, and so no one's going to replace that, but we did it as a group and we found a way to get two points. Looks like, uh, you and Jack Skolk had a commercial timeout shortly after that goal went in. Is something you initiate, he goes up to you or? Yeah, I just said, I'm sorry. I mean, if you put a puck in your own net, it's not a good feeling. And especially a guy like that, who's, who's so competitive and 
uh, never wants to get beat. It's obviously all on me. So I was just letting him know that that I owe him. I owe him one. He might tell us he should have made the save. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> you can probably watch the replay. It's a tough one. You can't be expecting your own guy to shoot it in the back of the net. You mentioned the play William made in the neutral zone. Yeah, it seems, it's a real subtle play, mm-hmm. but does it speak to his hockey IQ? Like, how would you describe his his ability to see the game? You can ask him if he saw it or not. I don't know. So if he if he saw that and he's lifting the stick, it's a great play. We talk about that all the time, right? Like you're getting out into the neutral zone, and if you just want the puck to get advanced in those scenarios, it's hard to make a play like that. So if he sees me coming and he he makes a stick lift or he gets in the way and knows that it's coming to me, that's a great play by him. Or if he's just getting in the way and allowing the puck to advance, it's still a good play. Um, obviously, it ends up in my stick. So if he was meaning to do that, then that's that's a heck of a play. Yeah, thanks. Right, thanks. William Nylander's Mario Lemieux-esque non-pass, the, the talk of postgame here. And uh, Willie said, yeah, I mean, I meant to not touch it. I didn't know what was going to happen there. And I will say one other thing from Alex Kerfoot. You better be careful apologizing to Jack Campbell. You're going to be there all day because he's going to start apologizing to you for have to apologize to him. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, again, a sign that everybody's laughing about it. Everybody's having fun after a 4-2 win at home against the Islanders. He was apologizing so much <laughs> that I thought we were playing Jack Campbell again for a second. I thought, okay, just uh, I think we got to queue it up again. Anyway, that's, uh, uh, yeah, everyone appreciates great goaltending, appreciates winning. Uh, I like Kerfoot as an addition. You know, just those, you know, Tyson Berry never got going here. Kerfoot really, uh, you know, the whole Mike Babcock start and a bit of a knock. It's not a knock against him. It's just you think of the cap number. It's a relatively high cap number um, considering his role, but he's had a bigger role and, Great two-way hockey and more offense this year. Yeah, you think of two things. Uh, you think of the cap hit and you think of Kadri, of course, right? He's never going to live up to being Nazem Kadri, both in terms of production and in terms of what he meant to this fan base. But, I, you know, I think back to the playoffs last year. We're in a ton of bright spots, but Kerfoot showed a lot of jam, a lot of bite. And if he can have the production he has and kind of carry that that style of play through to the playoffs, that is going to bode really, really well. I do want to set up uh, the week coming up for the Leafs here, but we got to talk about a member of our, our Sportsnet family here. Uh, you know, a uh, guy we both have had a chance to interact with plenty over the years. Uh, Buck Martinez stepping away from the Blue Jays broadcast uh, to undergo cancer treatment. Of course, our thoughts are absolutely with Buck. I know he's a guy who has made a ton of time for me over the years, and I'm sure you've had tons of interactions with him. So I just wanted to get that in here. You know, it's a whole Toronto sports family, and everybody here is uh, thinking of you, Buck. And uh, Dan Shulman had a you know nice tweet out. And uh, yesterday I'm, wa- I'm watching Dan and Buck, and I'm loving it. I'm just saying this is great. I'm really pumped about the Jays. Dan Shulman was a day oneer at the fan That's that right. we all knew really really well buck started doing fan stuff while working with the jays they had a setup right. in the that's how times were different but he was ahead of uh, the curve thinking about his broadcast career so he's been great about you know um professionally to all of us we don't get to deal with, with him much personally but he's always been fabulous personally so that yeah that was really shocking news to hear but you're right we we wish him all the best and he wants to be, he's looking forward to being back for the uh the playoff drive so we'll uh leave it to buck to get get himself back here for the playoff drive we wish him all the best we would absolutely love to hear get up ball get up ball a couple times from buck martinez so our our thoughts are uh, going out to you there and uh for for the leafs uh, six games left in the regular season three of them coming up this week tuesday against the flyers thursday against the lightning saturday against the panthers i think you want to get shalgren in one of those games gord oh yes 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 you do <laughs> yeah but i mean this this was the best game i've seen jack campbell play since he got hurt so that's an up thing and he did have to rest and miss one game and now it's austin matthews tonight who hopefully 
obviously it's just one game, but uh, you can you can do that a lot more fluidly when you're not in a playoff race. Yeah, that's right. And uh, hey, if he does need one more game off, uh, the Leafs uh, handled themselves just fine against the Flyers. And man, the last time those two teams played, the Leafs brought their C game to Philly, and it was more than enough to kind of scratch out. You don't want to be bringing your C game anytime when you only have six games left until the playoffs, but uh, it is going to be a fun push. The only non-playoff teams they're playing the rest of the way are the Flyers on Tuesday and then the uh, the Red Wings a couple of Tuesdays from now, April 26th. So it is, again, uh, just to finish up the regular season here, it is Flyers, Lightning, Panthers, Capitals, Red Wings, and then the regular season ends Friday, April 29th at home against Boston. Man, what a, uh, what a way to set yourself up for the postseason. Gordo, fun, fun night here. Always fun being down at the barn, but a little more fun when the Leafs pick up a win. It was, and and everybody out there, I guess the remnants of Happy Easter, Happy Holidays that have been going on, but uh, a lot of people, I think, gave away their tickets because of holidays, so they were used well. It was a a loud, loud crowd tonight, and at first we didn't know what they were going to be treated to, but it ended up being a real entertaining game. Awesome game tonight. Awesome fun with you. Thanks to everybody back at the station. Our, our guy here, Andrew Dutch Hall, and making sure we sound as good as we possibly can. Brent Gunning and Gord Stellick. Leafs are back at it on Tuesday. We'll be back with a post-game pod. Thanks so much for listening to Leafs Nation post-game on Sportsnet 590 The Fan.